Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me CEO and board chairman of CoinLine, Eric McDonald. Welcome to the show. Jason, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. And uh, the episode is going to be surrounding the future of cryptocurrency and insights that you're going to provide. Uh, the crypto market, I mean, it's like a roller coaster up and down for over a decade. I mean, Bitcoin is obviously the, the granddaddy, but a lot of uh, altcoins and meme coins and uh, the metaverse and NFTs, there's so many different things that have happened. People kind of don't know exactly what to invest in or what to look for. Take people through what the focus should be if you do want to get involved with cryptocurrency. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's a very, very deep world. And just being candid, like I live this every day and there's a lot of aspects of meme coins and NFTs that I personally haven't delved, you know, super deep into. I just, I don't know. And part of that is I personally am focused on, hey, what are some of the most stable items, right? So Bitcoin, Ethereum, right? Uh, those are your two biggies. And so what I've personally done is spent most of my time and energy focused on the most stable components of crypto and built a platform that leverages or, you know, um, not leverages, but uh, is built around the volatility specifically with the top five tokens. And that's it. And so uh, there are people that really want to go chase after a meme token, man, have fun. That's not what I've done. Or, or not have fun and lose all your money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the same thing with NFTs. NFTs are all over the board. I just, I don't play in that space. And so we focus on the top five tokens. They're, you know, the most stable. And I say that knowing that, you know, Bitcoin was down. 80%. You know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, people, people were really kind of FOMOing in you know, during the middle of last summer or whatever it was when it went to 60, 70,000 bucks. Yep. And then um, they thought, oh, it's going to go to 150, 200. You know, that's the cycle or whatever, following the charts, which is hard to do. And and then it just crashed, you know, it went down to like 15 grand or whatever. So people, of course, sell off because they want to cut their losses, not realizing if they just hold till the next bull run after the next halving that maybe uh, they'll get their money back times five. So what are your thoughts on on holding long-term and just, you know, fighting through those horrible bear markets? Yeah, so, you know, CoinLion, we've built a platform around essentially algorithmic bot trading, and we've made it really stupid simple for people, okay? So obviously, I am a big believer in trading uh, in the sense that when the market moves down, we'll have some downside protection, so that you're not losing all the way down. Like you're just not going to be out entirely. Okay? You, have so, you, have, you have stop losses automatically. Yeah, with that set. stop losses built in there and it's going to sit tight until the market maybe kind of spins around a little bit. So there's some great reasons why you would do auto trading. Okay. And so I, like CEO, I've poured millions into the company personally. Clearly I'm bought in. Okay. Right. Now, if you said, Eric, so you're telling me you don't have any Bitcoin that you're just holding on to? I'd be like, no, I do both. So I personally actually believe in, in doing both. Now, when Bitcoin kind of bottomed out, uh, I made sure to sell all my crypto at the bottom, buy back in at the bottom so that I could kind of harvest, you know, any of those tax losses. Okay. So did I sell at the bottom? Yes. Did I buy back into the bottom? I absolutely did. 
Right. So it's more of a tax initiative. You're just showing the loss on paper, but you're yep. buying it back and you may or may not get it for the exact price, but you know, you're just getting a huge tax write off. So that makes yeah. sense. Now, do you believe, and this is a question I get all the time. Do you believe that FTX played a part in the, in the bear market more so than it should have? Because when it, when the FTX news happened, Bitcoin was actually coming out of a pretty bad bear market and it started to show signs of, oh, maybe it's going to start to go back. And then, no, it got crushed. So is that really a big factor or would it have happened anyway? You know, it, most of that bear market had already happened, right? And so I don't, you know, it, that was November of last year of 2022. And so, you know, all of 22, it was horrible. It was, it was, horrible. It was you know. You had 12 months before that of really a bear market. And so, no, uh, it was one, FTX was one of, I just say, five to six dead bodies that floated to the surface in 22. Uh, 22 was just a horrible year. Yeah. Uh, did, it, did it really create a lot of uncertainty for people? It did. Um, so that that's super unfortunate. Yeah, I mean people trusted the company, right? And people trusted the people behind the company. And when you have a million people putting their savings into this company, then it, it's a scam or whatever Ponzi or whatever the, you know, mixing funds or whatever they did. Um, it, it puts a big, you know, red target on crypto and the regulators, of course, coming in again, the government saying, no crypto, we got to fix it. And then of course there's just constant stuff in the news. So how do you navigate this sea of uncertainty that keeps happening with crypto like is it safe is it not safe is it a hedge against normal investments is it not should i put my money in it or should i put it in the bank you know people ask me all the time and i'm like do your own research and and do what you think is best but you know you tell me yeah no it's really very fair you know for me people have asked me this question a lot like you know how do you prevent this stuff how do you know what's going to happen in my my belief is that this is just, it's always going to happen. And the reason is you're always going to find some bad actors that are driven by greed. I believe that greed go back a hundred years, a thousand years, greed drives bad behavior. And so so when I look at what happened under the covers there, all of those really bad business decisions at FTX were driven by greed. Hey, what if we used everybody's money? We moved it over here. We leveraged it this way. Oh, we can we can make more money if we do this. Okay. Now you look at Silicon Valley Bank. Hey, listen. If we build a business that is focused on this one area only, and we invest it this way, okay, what happened? It collapsed, right? And so, yeah. I I feel like. Many, many, many times you can look at these scenarios and the business decisions are driven by greed. Uh, I'm actually a big believer in the right level of regulations in this space. And and, and, and you think that that's going to p- put a positive effect on the overall crypto market? It's going to bring in you know institutional investors in because they're going to see, oh, it's regulated. Now it's safer. Maybe we can't see a lot of volatility because there's more regulations. Do you think that that's what's going to happen? I, I do think that there's an aspect of that that is good and healthy, um, is the right level of regulation. In the U.S., the tough part is like CoinLine has a money transmitter license, an MTL, and we have this in each state that we're going to do business in. The challenge with that is that every state is going to interpret crypto differently. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like, oh man, can we have one governing body? Right. That just says, here's what you have to do. Is that and ever going to happen? I, you know, I think it will. You think I, so? I, I really do. Um, the, Fed, the Fed has to do this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, in our world, we have to report every quarter on what our assets look like, and we have to keep a one-to-one ratio at all times. Like wow. if, if if I say that I have one Bitcoin, I have to be able to show I have one Bitcoin. Right. It can't, it can't so, be like uh, fake funds or watch trading or, you know, virtual you got it. T- t- dollars. Like who knows what if Tether is legit or not from what I've heard. It's really – people are just really not sure. Yeah, and so when there's transparency, like that's – and I, I still think amazing companies can thrive with the right level of regulation. Uh, the regulation today where every state in the U.S. can create their own requirements for, you know, an MTL, uh, it's really hard. It's very, very burdensome. I would, um, not, I would not want to be in that situation where you must have so much paperwork. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not ideal for sure. Yeah. And and so the regulations, obviously, I, I see it in the news nonstop. It's a, you know, SEC and um, Powell and Yellen and all these people are always talking about what to do. Is it a security? Is it not a security? Yep. Eventually, we need this stuff to kind of come to fruition and say, you know, here's a deal with crypto exactly. and then let it go. Is that when the when it really begins? I, you know, there's that aspect. Like we, we need some guidance, hey, on what crypto is going to be considered a security and what's going to be considered a commodity. Like you guys have to make up your mind and give us guidance. Beyond that, though, for for the listeners, can you kind of distinguish those two? um, Think of a commodity as like more of a a, like a a property that you're going to owe, you know, versus the security uh, is going to be driven by, um, you know, think of stock, right? All of your stocks, where Apple is going to do work that creates value, okay? Um, and so, you know, Apple is going to be a stock versus, you know, a goods is going to be a commodity. And so, but, you know, for the most part, there are a lot of these crypto tokens that really fall on the commodity side, not the security side. Right. Um, and so, you know, the, the other option is we say, hey, just kind of quit with either one of these. Let's have a new entity that's going to govern all crypto. Like mm-hmm. just, hey, all you're going to do is govern crypto. Because we can't necessarily pretend that everything is always going to fit into securities or commodities. Okay. That makes sense. And so that new body, that new governing body ideally would manage licenses. Hey, you have to get licensed and then it governs all crypto tokens. I like that. Now, there are, I mean, I've been following crypto since the beginning and I, I, I see the charts and the rainbow charts and the halving cycles and, and there's all these you know, trading analysis and people out there that, that that say they can time the market. They post it on Twitter, as you know. And, you know, what's your take on the Bitcoin halving cycle, which there are similarities in each cycle. If you look at the charts, you put them together, mm-hmm. you can see that it goes up, then it's the bear market, then the halving, it starts to rally, and then it goes down again, and then in the bear market, and then it halving again, and then it bull market. What's the, what's the, what's your take on that? Is it legit or not? I, I, I really do think that there's, there's some truth behind it. The question is on the timing of it, right? And so you just look at the first, uh, four months of 23. Everybody's like, cool, we're in a, a bull rally now. And it, it's because Bitcoin's going to be having soon again. And so, right. and then, you know, honestly, the last 30 days has been cr- pretty crappy. And so it's like, oh, 
Well, wait, again, what was happened? I, was it too <laughs> early or is it like, and so that's with crypto. You're just going to, you're always going to see these big pullbacks. I, I'm, I'm betting in the next, you know, 15, maybe it's 30 days, you're going to see another rally. And so part of this is just like taking some, some deep breaths, knowing that this is all normal. You're going to have these big, uh, these big rallies and these big pullbacks. All right. And the rally in, you know, the having May 2024 roughly is going to be the next big one. And they're saying, you know, obviously everyone's saying, well, we didn't get 100K last time. So this time the next rally has to surpass the all time high. We got it 100K, 150, 200, 300. Is that, is there any merit to that? Boy, I, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to be the last the last guy to tell you what prices. Well, let me let me ask at. you that. Let me ask yeah. you this because I mean, everyone always asks me, and I don't know what to say either. So, do you think Bitcoin will ever reach six figures and seven figures? Ever? Uh, yeah, I would. I would not be surprised if it does. Do I think it's going to take more than uh, you know ten years? I do. I think it's going to take a while. Um, but I would not be the least bit surprised if it does. I I just think globally, you're seeing a lot of shakeup in the currency space right now. I look yeah. at at the U.S. dollar trying to be dethroned as the reserve currency. Kind of like, okay, anytime that there's a gap anywhere, it's going to get filled by something. Whether it's our lives, you got a gap in your life, it's going to get filled by something. Okay. Yeah, I've been noticing that too. What you mentioned, the global currencies, right? I, I see a lot of countries shifting to oil and gold, and then they're trying to debase, like you said, the U.S. dollar. And there's a lot of money out there that could easily just dump into Bitcoin, yep. which would create this humongous jump in value. And there's only 21 million of them. And if you really think about the ones that are lost, there's only, what, 13 million of them, right? Yeah. Um, there's surely not that many out there if you really think about it. So, um, that, so that, that that makes a lot of sense what you just said. So tell me what you think is going to happen if the dollar does continue to get roughed and tumbled. Yeah, you're either going to have countries that band together and say, "Hey, we're going to use the, you know, the the new digital wand or whatever it is," uh, or you're going to see crypto start to fill some of those gaps. Hey, why don't we start using a different, you know, cryptocurrency? And here's one thing I'm probably going to share with you too. In my prior life, I built a healthcare tech company, started in my basement, sold it last year for more than a billion dollars. Really cool story. The whole premise, though, was the idea of an electronic medical record that runs on a, on a handheld device. Okay. Now, what inspired me to build this? The Palm Pilot, the Blackberry, and the Handspring. Hmm. Now, all three of those have disappeared. Right. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They, they might be they're, still, they're still around in different versions, yeah. but yeah. Now, does that mean that handhelds disappeared? Not at all. And so when I tell people the story, I'm like, hey, crypto is going to be the same way, where I believe crypto is here for the long haul. It will not go away. But yeah. the tokens you know today, even like an Ethereum, like do I believe Ethereum is going to be here? I, I do. Fast forward five years, could it be gone? It absolutely could be. And so... um Going back to, hey, what's going to fill the gap here if the U.S. dollar gets dethroned as a reserve currency? I would not be surprised if certain tokens start stepping up and all of a sudden they're to the moon. To the moon. I love it. And uh, people can check you out where online? Coin, Yeah, coinlion.com. 
Awesome. Check it out if you need some uh, crypto help. And Eric, this was awesome. Hopefully we uh, do see a Bitcoin having rally in the near future. And as always, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.